to SoapQuest, an adventure in sewing and life. I'm Erin. And I'm Caroline. And we're from Spool and Spindle, an online fabric store located in Waterloo, Ontario. What's this all about? You ask questions, we answer questions. That's pretty much the whole deal. We're recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral Peoples. Okay, so we're human and we make some mistakes. And today we thought we would uh, spend some time doing some corrections for things that we've talked about in the past and, you know, just messed up. Um, and so I'm just going to let Aaron take it away from here. <laughs> yeah, you say we make mistakes, but I believe all of the mistakes are actually mine. Either that or people are more comfortable correcting me. <laughs> That's possible. So correction number one, I meant compass, not a protractor. Right. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you could draw, in my defense, a circle with a protractor. Just one size of circle. Yeah. (laughs) And correction two, which comes from the same listener who doesn't want to be identified. So I'll call them Petunia. Petunia says, okay, summary of my thoughts, if you really want to make a correction, which of course we do, but it's not necessary. Yeah, it is necessary, Petunia. You should set up your foot pedal and sewing machine so that you can sit squarely and sew with whichever foot you feel is more sensitive and easy to control. Also, get up to iron and stop sewing if you feel twisted. End correction. So that was a correction about me saying to sew with your left foot. Right. Which, like, part of me wants to be like, I stand by my statement. (laughs) But I'm sure Petunia knows what she's talking about. So Yeah, she does have some background in these things. Uh, Deferring to experts. It's fine. I'm still going to sew with my left foot. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, though, you're like, you have one foot that's, like, more dominant. Right. And it's not the same as your hand necessarily. Interesting. I didn't know that. I guess. Yeah. Like you always like, do you step with your dominant foot? Is that the, how you tell? I think so. I mean, I always step with my right foot. Oh, interesting. You just like to like, yeah. Strengthen your left foot for sewing, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, if I am not sewing with my left foot, I like hike it up on like the edge of the chair and I sit all like crazy. So, oh, yeah. So you're just like, it's better yeah, for me. You're distracting yourself by putting it there so it can't go do something else. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, yeah I don't know. It just seems, it just seems bad. But everyone's really angry when I say, so with your left foot, <laughs> classes, they were always like, I can't do that. <laughs> but I would argue that like people who are left-footed drive with their right foot that's true that's true and a car is a little more dangerous than a sewing machine yeah definitely definitely I know um like my dad was from the generation that drove with two feet so I mean he seemed to yeah like a standard yeah well I don't know yeah maybe I I know he would he he still like would put his like brake his like one foot on the brake and one foot on the gas oh no which is like a horrible way to drive i'm pretty Um, sure that like i think that might be illegal like yeah yeah no no supposed to do that yeah 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 i don't know no because like if you have a standard you have the other pedal right yeah i don't know yeah i don't know (laughs) either i have only ever driven an automatic i don't know People are like, oh, but it feels like you're really driving it. And I'm like, yeah, I don't. My car takes me from point A to point B. That's all I care about. I can like barely have the attention to drive an automatic safely. Mm. That if I have to pay attention to more details while driving, (laughs) like it is not going to go well. Like, (laughs) yeah. Also, I just, I think it would be stressful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, am I doing this right? I guess if you learn that way. I mean, yeah. we should learn things throughout our whole lives. It's true. And like, it would become like second nature, I assume yeah. at some point, but yeah, 
I, I, I don't know. <laughs> Seems like a lot of effort. It's not necessary. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I was also living and being alive. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Uh, well, I mean, if people want to draw standard, that that's up to them. But yeah, of course, it's no, not, not a choice like... I want to make. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that applies to a lot of things in our lives. Yes, yeah. Um, okay, so we have one more uh, correction, and that one—I mean, there was probably other things we made mistakes about. One hundred percent. One more thing that we're aware of for sure: we made a mistake, uh, possibly, um, was that uh, in episode seven there was a question: uh, grading seams. Any tips? And we just yeah. wanted to go back to that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was just so excited to share the pencil tip that I shared in the last episode. And I was got lost thinking about pattern drafting that I forgot, like, grading seems like cutting them down exists. Right. So um, for people who aren't sure what it is, you're basically cutting the layers of fabric in your seam allowance into, like, steps. Mm. So the layer closest to the outside of your garment's the longest one, like the bottom step. Yep. And then each step is, like, about an eighth of an inch or quarter inch smaller than the one before it just takes out the bulk so people do it with bulky fabrics necklines collars side seams and with inseam pockets Mm -hmm. Um, my biggest tips would be use duck build scissors they're the ones that one side is like really fat round like a crescent moon fat maybe (laughs) is the wrong term (laughs) like the chubby side the pleasantly plum side it looks like a, a well, it doesn't look like a duck bell. Yeah, I know. I was always... It looks like a pelican. Confused by that, yeah. 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 Um, also, grade the seams before you notch for curved seams. Mm-hmm. Um, also, with a facing, I don't usually grade the seams. I do understitching, oh, yeah. which means yeah. sewing the uh, seam allowances to the facing. Mm-hmm. Um, and on corner seams, if you want to have a nice short sharp corner and less bulk snip diagonally across the corner as close to that stitching without compromising it and then you cut like the little wings off like on an angle so you have more of an arrowhead shape into your corner Mm -hmm. um but only do that on garments and not on bag making because if you're using it on bag making you're taking away some of the strength of it to be honest Um, and you can also reduce bulk and multi-seam intersections by just snipping the little triangles off of the ends of the seam allowance Mm. i'll post a link in the show notes because Podcasts aren't always the best vi- the best uh, visual media, right? Yeah, for illustrating these things, but the duck build scissors really help. Um, I mean, I like to use if it's a short seam. I like like embroidery scissors because they're long and sharp. Mm. But you do have to be careful. There's not like a really good specific like here's the tip that's gonna make life so much easier. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's just a lot of work because you're have to go over the whole scene yeah yeah I mean I've I've known people who have said like use a chenille cutter and it just seems really fiddly to me Mm -hmm. also you don't need to do it on everything yeah definitely if your pattern doesn't call for it unless you're using something really uh heavyweight I wouldn't worry about it sounds good yeah you're like (laughs) I never do this I can see it on your face (laughs) it's true (laughs) I'm a pretty lazy sewer (laughs) yeah I mean I've done it like in one of the jackets that I made because yeah. the seams were really bulky. That makes sense. Yeah. I think I have maybe done it like once or twice. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing like, like a flat filled seam, mm-hmm. you're basically doing that. Right. Yeah. So it does help. It does make things like line eater. It does turn out that the more you like measure and mark and iron, the tidier things do turn out. Yeah. 
That's yeah, the more care true. you take. Yeah. But again, not everything needs it. Yeah. In some things, it's better to leave them long. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Especially if you um, might need to make adjustments later. Or yeah, that's true. I mean, that's why you see like seams on vintage garments that also just have like it's folded and then sewn straight down so that there's right. still they're preserving a lot of that fabric in case you need to let it out mm, yeah it's a good idea yeah tucks on your hems instead of you know mm-hmm. just cutting it off yeah we'll have to talk about like vintage sewing treatments sometime yeah it's a good idea yeah we've possibly lost some of the things people used to know oh uh, yeah modern ways yes yeah, but we also have like eh, vaccines and <laughs> voting rights. So. For sure, for sure. <laughs> Definitely don't want to go back and live in the past uh, myself. No, no, you don't want to travel back in time. No, no. Um, okay, uh, our next question. Uh, well, our new questions for this this episode. <laughs> uh, so Angela would like to know, uh, do we do batch sewing? And if we have any tips? So I personally don't do any batch sewing, not, not really anyways. I sometimes sew a lot of the same thing, but I don't use any like particular <laughs> techniques to like batch it. And, but I think Aaron, you might. Yeah, I do. Um, I like to batch sew by color and not always by the same pattern because I don't like changing thread. Yeah. <laughs> it's really just sense. laziness. <laughs> um, it's definitely easier if you're making the same pattern like so I will also batch sew like my kids pajamas right Mm -hmm. and so you're really just breaking up the pattern steps so that you can do a lot of individual garments you do the same piece all at the same time right you're sort of making a little mini warehouse um warehouse is that the right term I think like an assembly line maybe yeah like an assembly line Mm -hmm. a warehouse is like where you store it yeah factory factory yeah factory um so you really do have to be familiar with the pattern steps i wouldn't do it on something that you've never sewn before Mm -hmm. unless you're like incredibly confident in which (laughs) case you don't need my my information (laughs) (laughs) um so you do want to break it up into the sections um cut everything out first stack it according to sewing order and do as much ironing as you can first like iron all the interfacing on make sure your supplies are ready and right beside you so you're not digging around for stuff and when you're sewing chain it so uh, quilters do this a lot where uh they run one thing through and then they run the next thing through immediately mm-hmm. without cutting it in between yeah that saves a lot of, like a lot of time right and that's how i sew like I, I sew everything like that even if i'm just sewing like one garment mm-hmm. like when i'm sewing like the shoulders also like the left shoulder together and then I'll, I'll just put the right shoulder right in and then right. cut the little thing between. So go right till you get to the bottom of your stack. If there's a step that needs ironing, you would do it all at once. So for example, the Melody Dolman that I was doing, mm-hmm. um, I cut out all the fabric, cut out all the interfacing. I iron on all the interfacing and I iron the pocket hem. Mm-hmm. So the collars together, the top of the pocket, the cuffs together, the pocket then goes gets sewn on and I sew the sides and shoulders and so in tags if I'm using them. Mm-hmm. And then I finish the side and shoulder seam so that I put that through the serger. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and then I sew the collar, the first step of the collar on. Uh, it's a camp collar. So you sort of sew the thing and then you're going to have to iron it. And then I sew the bias tape on the bottom. I attach the cuffs and then I go back to the iron and I iron the next step for the collars and the bias bottom into place mm-hmm. and the cuffs if they need a little iron. 
And then I take it back to the sewing machine. I sew the final collar seam. I finish the hem and I tack the cuffs and I do the buttonholes. I always do buttonholes last, but I'm sure some people prefer to do them earlier. Mm -hmm. And I, I attach buttons by hand. Right. I mean, you could use your machine at that point, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, you're really just chunking things into like, I'm sitting and sewing now, or I'm using the serger or I'm ironing. Right. So you don't have to change as much. And I don't try to, I don't try to do it all in one day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Do you find like, so I know when I am sewing, I get tired of pressing things. So if I have like a lot of stuff to press, I'm like, uh, I just don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) Do you, do you find that with batch sewing where you have, because you've grouped it all together that you have more of that or do you not get that? Um, I don't get that. Cause I'm like, okay, I just need to get through like this chunk. Right. Um, but I've, I've always batch sewn. So I think it's just my preferred method of getting through it. Um, I think I'm not much of a process person. I think (laughs) I'm like, I just want those finished products. Right. Um, It's just, I find it more convenient. I find it easier to, to know where I am in the pattern. Mm. I mean, the first time I'm sewing something, I will usually just sew one. Yeah. Cause you want to get the fit right. And understand how it goes together but um like I don't always sew just the same shirt all at once like I do also like three green shirts right right so I might be sewing like the melody and like a seamwork v-neck and something else Mm -hmm. so but I do try to keep like I don't know I think I like keeping sort of the steps similar so like I would attach all the sleeves at the same time right or I would like do top stitching all at the same time. Because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know. You can also, if you're changing the attachments on your sewing machine or the foot, yeah. it's a lot faster. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think I just like doing the same thing <laughs> over and over That's again. Fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't but, mind it for some stuff, but pressing in particular, I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm done with oh, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> No. Really? Yeah. yeah no, I, I kind of... I don't iron any of our clothes, but I do kind of like ironing. It's kind of like hmm. satisfaction, satisfacting. Yes. <laughs> yes. Speaking is going very well today. Thank you for asking. <laughs> I don't know. I like, uh, I like when it comes out all crisp and clean, like yeah, straight on. I'm looking at you and your inability <laughs> to hold a fold. <laughs> all right, Caroline, what projects are you planning? So um, a few episodes ago, I mentioned I was uh, planning on making like a Melody Dolman um, shirt and another one that was going to be like open and like a tank top. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I haven't made any of those yet. So they're still <laughs> on my list. Uh, <laughs> I did wash the fabric. Um, it is currently sitting in a laundry basket uh, waiting to be pressed and uh, cut out. So. Yeah. Step one. Yeah. Check. Yes. <laughs> It's that next pressing step that like always slows me down. Uh, yeah. I thought you didn't iron your uh, fabric before you use it. Uh, sometimes I don't, but I noticed that the shirts that came back from the tailor, like they're so nice and like crisp. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I bet you she irons this before she uh, probably and sewed it. checks the grain line and stuff too. Yeah. 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 yeah so I I'm imagine. like, oh, these are really nice. Yeah. Maybe I should put a little more care into my sewing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, do what yeah. makes you happy. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Yeah. I have some melted wax on my uh, ironing board that's up in my sewing room right now. So I do have another ironing board somewhere in the house. I just don't know where it is. I mean, I'll just put a plug in. We've got those wool ironing mats in the shop. <laughs> oh, that's a good a good thing to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I should pick one of those up. Do you have a glass top stove? No, no. Because that's where I put mine. I put mine right on the glass top, glass top stove. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what a good thing I'm podcasting today. Um, yeah, because don't put it on your like cutting mat because you can warp your cutting mat. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 No, I probably just should get a new cover for my ironing board. That would yeah, probably solve my problem. Yeah. Yeah. That would solve. Yeah. Yeah. You could d- try washing it. Wash the I wax could. out. I could. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, um, yeah, I had decided that I was going to try and finish some of my art with beeswax to yeah. keep it like sealed. Um, I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but so I <laughs> melted some beeswax on it, but, um, in the process, it kind of squeezed out of the parchment paper. Yeah. And then, yeah so it would change the like colors a little bit wouldn't it it did a little bit yeah, yeah. I, I had some white beeswax so it didn't do it too badly like it okay. didn't make it like overly yellow but um it did make it a little bit but like you can kind of like polish it a little then oh yeah that's kind of neat yeah I still ended up putting it behind glass anyway so I don't know no yeah you probably didn't need the beeswax then no 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 uh, but it was like my first one. So I was like, I was just experimenting. So Yeah. I mean, that's what art's all about. Yeah. Hopefully the person that got it, like, it's not like melting in their house right now. <laughs> it gets really hot and they're like, what is this dripping down the wall? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are we haunted? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so how about you? What are you... Uh, planning on working on so many things is the problem (laughs) um I want to do a green line field bag which is like a little drawstring bag for like my Mm -hmm. knitting um so I cut a bunch of triangles out I don't know why but I'm kind of into like the look of quilts and piecing right now oh yeah so I'm gonna try just like a little pieced exterior for it um I'm got a Pekka almost totally cut out I'm gonna do a little pieced back on that just a really simple um it's like sort of circles and half moons um someone did it online I'll find out all the details I should have looked this up (laughs) (laughs) but uh um I've got some alterations to do some jeans that need some uh, attention right not patches just attention Mm. And uh, yeah, like more Melody Dolmans. <laughs> I think I've made like 10. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been like looking at them on the Instagram feed for Spool and Spindle and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go and steal all of Aaron's shirts. <laughs> yeah, I just, oh, it's so fast to make and I have so much fabric in my stash that it's hard <laughs> to just not be like, well, I could just make all of this into Melody Dolmans. Right. Yes. I think I'm going to try to make some other styles of shirts. I'm not just wearing the same thing all the time, but I do like a camp color shirt. I just yeah. I can't argue with it. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to get into sewing up some of the rayons that I've hoarded. Nice. Yeah. My whole plan is like good fall living by having collared shirts <laughs> and cozy cardigans. 
Yes. Yeah. Maybe a blazer. Oh, that'd be cute. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Caroline. Yes. Should I should I vote for the local candidate I like best or the local candidate belonging to the party whose leader I like best? Oh, that's a good question. You know, so although the question didn't actually ask this, I just want to throw this out there. I am like personally not a big fan of uh, strategic voting, which I know this is not actually strategic voting, but it kind of is, though, a little bit somewhat. Yeah. But I just want to like make that statement just blanket. Um, (laughs) Now, uh, so like, I find that my personal choice of uh, candidates locally and on the like federal level or provincial, whatever we're voting for, in this case, it's going to be federal, but um, they usually end up like lining up pretty closely. Um, I, as I have stated before, am, you know, fairly socialist, possibly farther to the left than any of the parties that we have in Canada. Um, So, you know, my, my choices usually line up fairly close to the party lines on both and the platforms that they all run for. I don't think I've generally been like personally offended by any of the like local candidates or federal candidates. So um, they usually end up lining up pretty closely for me. How about you? Yeah, my political choices are usually incredibly unlikely to win federally or even provincially, let's say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I do end up voting for who I like at the local level a lot of the time um, because I know that... (laughs) You know, I know they're not going to uh, to win the prime minister's seat, but mm-hmm. the more seats that they win, like local seats, the more the party yeah. can grow. So to me, it's also like, OK, but they're not going to win like in the next 12 years, maybe. Right. But maybe further down the line, the party has grown enough that more people do see this as a viable option. Mm-hmm. As hopefully more people lean towards my political beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I think everybody feels like that. Um, but I think the most important thing is to vote and to remember that democracy doesn't end at voting, um, regardless of whether you voted for that person or not. They are responsible to represent you. So you right. should hold them accountable to that. Um, you know, let them know what you think is important, mm-hmm. right? And call and bug the crap out of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like your local politician is there to do your bidding essentially do all of our biddings. Um, So yeah, it's important that we interact with them and that we try and elect the people locally that we think will do the best representing of us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, ideally we wouldn't, we would change from this first past the post, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's sort of, but also, I mean, Matt points out to me all the time that if you have a party that has never really held any majority of seats or minority of seats even, and they suddenly come into power, they're not ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So although I argue, can they do worse than some of the people? It's, it's fair. Um, I mean, I used to think that, and then somebody elected somebody in the U.S. that was just uh, not a politician, and he did not do better than the politicians. Oh, oh, that's not how I thought that story was going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a challenge, right? Because, you know, everyone wants their person to win. And yes. Also, sometimes, yeah, you might like the party or your local person is really awesome, but you don't like the party leader. Yeah. Like, I've met some of the local candidates who... 
I would never vote for their party, but when you're talking to them, they're like incredibly engaged. They're really, you know, looking at people and talking to people and, and very genuine, yep. but you know, I, I really don't like who their leader is. <laughs> I don't want them like, you know, or, or I'm indifferent, but yeah, I guess you can kind of balance like what, whether you think the person that you are voting for locally, whether they will have, if they win, whether they will have enough influence as well to like actually represent you within that party or whether the leader at the, at the higher level will just like override everything that the local politicians are standing for. There's just so much to take into account too, right? Like sometimes your chosen party, the person who is representing it locally, you know, they're just yet another old white guy mm-hmm. yeah. and you know like sometimes you're like I would really like to you know this other person who is maybe a visible minority or you know LGBTQI yeah. um you know not that you want to vote for someone like because of that but like that's important too right yeah. like yeah. just having different voices there and increasing that representation and you know they're going to see things from a different perspective yes so that it's a challenge for sure one of our last elections like in my riding it was like all women running Mm. and they were all just amazing women and I was like how do I choose (laughs) this is my (laughs) ideal (laughs) all right so we have a late breaking question here yes does mac and cheese contain any ingredients other than just macaroni and cheese or can there be a sauce (laughs) like bechamel oh yeah, so this question is really um, uh, a question <laughs> that my um, my partner Justin has uh, submitted. Um, I was sitting beside him when he submitted it um, because he decided that we should take this discussion public instead of just continuing to have it internally. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so... Yeah, but he's not on the podcast, so... I know, right? But he wanted somebody to take his side. And <laughs> so he figured that you would be the deciding voice in this argument um, okay. and whatever you said would go. I don't know why he thought I would just like agree to whatever you say. I yeah, mean... that, doesn't, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I grew up eating macaroni and cheese that was macaroni with cheese and baked and that was it it was just macaroni with cheese and there was no sauce and that's how I like it because that's what I grew up with and it was tasty and really I mean like there's nothing that is not good in there it is like macaroni so like carbs and cheese and like there's nothing to be disliked in that (laughs) yeah yeah those are all good things yeah but he disagrees that this is good um he, he he will tolerate it, but he much prefers a creamy macaroni and cheese dish. Yeah. Um, it, it is not my favorite, but yeah. So we yeah. usually end up making two if we're going to make them. Yeah, or he will, make, he will make something else if I make mine, um, if he doesn't want to eat it. But he, w- he wanted a definitive answer of whether this um, is a reasonable <laughs> discussion. Because I'm like, it's right in the title. It's macaroni and cheese. Like... <laughs> nothing about macaroni and cheese and bechamel right like (laughs) this is like that our hot dog sandwiches thing yeah and I just (laughs) I just don't like I just like I can't guys I mean can't they both be macaroni and cheese 
true. Like, <laughs> you know, if I throw peas into my macaroni and cheese, does that mean, does it not macaroni and cheese anymore? I mean, it seems a little blasphemous, but sure. If you want, if you like peas in it, but. It's like when people put peas in guacamole and how everyone had a really strong reaction to that. Yeah. 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 You just did too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and like. I mean, if you like peas, it's all good. Hot dogs are actually tacos and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, just just see what you like. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you both sound great. Yeah, it's true. Maybe you could make like a lasagna version of it. You make like his macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and then layer on top your macaroni cheese oh. and put that in the oven. Interesting. Huh. Oh, I didn't think of that. I don't know. Maybe. And then you could like give it some sort of clever name, like um, <laughs> avoiding a divorce, macaroni and cheese, or uh, oh, what's that called when no one's happy but you meet in the middle? The compromise. Compromise, yeah. The, <laughs> the macaroni and cheese compromise. Yes, yeah. I don't know. We'll probably just continue to make two mac and cheeses when we, or one or the other. I mean, you could do that too. I I don't really see that. It's like. Like, you can still boil your macaroni together. Right. Also, well, like, what if you use different pasta? Is it not, is it macaroni and cheese then? Uh, I mean. But if you use, like, spiral pasta. Rotini. I think it's called rotini. (laughs) Rotini, but not compromise. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, I will eat it still, and it still will taste the same. And I, like, but psychologically, I'm like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally get this. Like, this is a thing from my childhood, and I want it exactly the same. Except that Mm -hmm. when I do that, then I'm like, this tastes terrible. (laughs) I like this as a child, and my tastes have changed. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I used to like peanut butter, chocolate chip, and cheese slice sandwiches. And yeah, the thought of eating that now is not appealing. No, no. No, I feel pretty gross even just admitting to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I mean, children are are pretty gross, so. Yeah, it's an interesting flavor combination. Oh, I don't know what I was. I assume you mean like craft cheese slices kind of thing. Oh, yeah. No, it had to be craft cheese slices. Yeah. Yeah. Or as they call it, American cheese. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, but you know, I mean, kids, right? They don't know anything. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they just eat what they like, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I understand that in your house, there is a bit of a like issue because if you say, I want mac and cheese, he's thinking one thing, you're thinking another thing. Yes. So maybe you could both just accept that, like, all of this falls under the macaroni and cheese umbrella, but we have specific, like you could give it specific variations. Yes. I was going to suggest it could be like 1.0, but then that runs into problems. So don't call yeah. it that way. I call no. it like Caroline's macaroni and cheese. And- yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. No. Do you then get into like just like, well, I want Justin's superior mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I see the problem here. <laughs> yeah maybe maybe uh maybe you could have like a a mac and cheese summit oh yes maybe when covid's over everyone could make their mac and cheese and bring it yeah and we could have someone blind taste test them or something (laughs) i mean i i i admit his will probably win i think to be fair most people when they think mac and cheese do think of it with sauce yeah but i would argue that that's probably because of craft dinner possibly yes yes um, I mean, I definitely think of it as being somewhat saucy. Yeah, I think my mother just didn't like sauce 
in the okay. macaroni and cheese. So that's what we had was no sauce. Yeah, and so, yeah, like until I was like an adult, I did not have macaroni and cheese with sauce other than craft dinner. But that was craft dinner. Like that was not yeah, macaroni and cheese. Different. Yeah, that's craft dinner. I get <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think it's just an umbrella that can encompass a lot of things. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you could probably just call anything what you wanted to call it. It's true. It's true. Language is just made up anyways. <laughs> I'm calling for a descent into chaos. Yes. Where nothing has any meaning. <laughs> uh, I do appreciate that. Justin was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to take this personal disagreement. And we're going to bring it into a public arena. Yes. And people are going to have opinions about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I do like that. He, he, he just like any questions now that he has that I disagree with him. He's like, I'm just submitting this to SoQuest. <laughs> Every time we get a weird question, I'm like, this is Justin put this in. Didn't he? <laughs> yeah. It's almost always him. <laughs> yeah. I think that's great. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, anybody listening, if you have like marital disputes where you need uh, questions decided for you, oh, yeah. uh, apparently we would do this. Oh, yeah. No, we can be like Judge John Hodgman. I could, yeah, <laughs> we'll have you on. You can tell us your dispute and yeah. we'll ask follow up questions. I'm into this. Let's make some judgments. <laughs> yeah. But you have to agree to like follow our judgment. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's definitely. the deal. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you had said like I was right in this case, he w- he was not going to think that that was a good answer, right? Like there is no no way he was accepting that. I mean, I'm not saying that either of you are right. <laughs> I realize I'm, I'm that. I'm saying I think both of you are ridiculous. <laughs> Though I find this argument very charming. I'm also just like, ugh, arguments about like food dichotomies. I just can't like. <laughs> Our hot dog yeah. sandwiches, I don't care. <laughs> does it matter? Yeah. Are they tacos? Yeah. I don't know. Right? Does it it doesn't matter. If I say I want a hot dog, you know what I want. <laughs> you know? Yes. But apparently mac and cheese, you don't necessarily know what I want. That's true. I mean, there's a lot of variation possible there though. There is, yeah. Like growing up, our macaroni and cheese wasn't usually macaroni. So so you know i mean i think there's lots of room for like personal variations on and people get really all up about it too it's true it's like bean salad man that can sure be uh ooh, (laughs) that's a big one potato salad's even worse oh definitely yes yeah and i was like you put pickles in your potato salad and i was like you don't (laughs) like what Uh, it's like i've never heard of that before i'm like oh okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's the same same argument really yeah. yeah yeah i mean he puts pickles in the potato salad now yeah, it was just the first time <laughs> <laughs> it may also be that he knows that i can hold on to things forever mm, yeah so he doesn't like to argue about it because he knows it will come up in like 50 years yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah we still talk about the sandwich incident so. yeah that's fair I mean, we've been having this uh, conversation about macaroni and cheese for years now. So that's, yeah. So are you guys going to have your individual macaroni and cheese recipes on your tombstones? Because that would be very charming. Possibly. Yeah. 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 Mine will be a much smaller, smaller tombstone. It'll be cheaper that way. I'm sure. Less yeah, engraving. absolutely. I feel like you would just DIY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, possibly. Right. Like you'll just pour concrete or something. <laughs> You'll just take up stone carving. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that man. Like something I would do. 
now I want to do that. <laughs> wouldn't that be fun? I bet they wouldn't let me put mine out. They'd be like, this is offensive. <laughs> would it be for your own tombstone? Like that they would like, you would do it beforehand or yeah. would it be for Matt? Oh no, I'm sure Matt has different ideas about what he wants than what I would want. Mm, yeah. I mean, 100%, I am going to outlive him because yeah. I am living to be like 150. I just decided. Right. Yeah. 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 And he doesn't think that people can live that long. So <laughs> ah, jokes on him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure he would want something like tasteful and sincere. Oh, yeah. Because that's kind of, you know, who he is. That makes sense. Whereas yeah. tasteful and sincere does not sound like me at all. No. No. no I want some big googly eyes on mine. Yes. I saw a video the other day <laughs> that was two little cats that had one eye each and they put googly <gasps> eyes in the other cat. In the little. <laughs> it was oh, man. Little... That is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind of made me wish I had a one-eyed cat. Uh, <laughs> maybe someday yeah my brother has a bunch of them um it's a thing in hawaii. yeah no there's there's something happens in hawaii where a lot of the cats that are like strays get um like an eye infection or something attacks their eyes um and so they'll they'll end up having to get an eye taken out um and he is it because it's so hot there like so there's a lot of chance of infection I don't think so, but um, because it stays fairly like uh, where he is anyways, it stays around like between 20 and 25 most of the time. So it's like actually pretty nice there. But um, I think it's just like, I don't know if it's like uh, bugs that attack it or or, um, bacteria infections or whatever. But yeah, Yeah. but there's, there's a lot of like stray cat colonies. Yeah. And so I think they just like spread it around to each other. Um, But he like rescues cats there he likes cats oh my god it's just in your genes yeah um so he has like on his like uh farm rental property thing that he has there um they have like 20 cats or something i don't know they have a lot of cats That's a lot of cats it might not be quite that many. i think it's close to that many though i wow. but yeah he like fosters cats as well too and and adopts them out and stuff but so he has like a bunch of these one-eyed cats and um so i sent him the video to but i haven't heard back if he found any googly eyes that he should put on his cats yet <laughs> is it just i just imagine then that all you guys do is send each other cat pictures that's a lot of our relationship yeah yeah I think that sounds pretty good <laughs> <laughs> you know yes. pretty positive relationship for sure <laughs> yeah um so what are you excited about this week uh what are you excited about uh well i'm excited that on our next episode we're gonna have a special guest uh mandy from wordsworth books is gonna come and join us so you know talk about books and stuff i'm also very excited and totally nervous about that <laughs> i'm like oh no bookseller she's like practically famous <laughs> i don't know why i think that but i'm like oh no someone who works in a bookstore oh no they're so much cooler than i am uh, i think she'll appreciate that yeah the way that i just can't talk around her because i'm so <laughs> impressed that she sells books yeah she's she's a pretty down-to-earth uh fun person though i think you'll oh, like her. i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i already do like her i don't know her but i already like her i'm like you don't need to tell me anymore she works in a bookstore <laughs> oh that's fair that's fair yeah what more do i need to know <laughs> is there anything else you're excited about uh 
not not a lot. I uh, I have a foster cat that's getting uh, less uh, timid, so she's hiding less. That's adorable. So she's very fun. Um, and I'm uh, getting ready to go back to school in September. Oh yeah. Do you have your schedule? Mm-hmm. I. I'm only taking two classes and I'm taking them online and both of them don't seem to have time slots, but I don't know if that's because they will determine that in the first like week with input from the class or if they actually are just like asynchronous and you can like do the stuff whenever. Um, So I have no idea what my schedule looks like yet. (laughs) And uh, yeah, makes me a little anxious, but. (laughs) Understandable. Yeah. Yeah. I would be too. That's going to be exciting though. Yeah. They also have like, um, since I last went to school, they've changed textbooks to be like e-textbooks. And like, so you get like this, you buy a digital code um, or you buy a code for the digital um, experience. Um, It apparently has like um, videos and like quizzes and stuff in with the the e-text. Oh, I kind of hate that. (laughs) Yeah. So I don't, I, so I have the code, but then I'm like, if I access it now, do like, is it for the previous term and I'll lose access for the term that I have or like what's going to happen? So I'm like also anxious about that because I just don't know how it works and I get anxious about things that I don't know how they work. And so I'm like, but I'm like, I really want to like look at it now so I could like get ahead in my reading rather than feeling like I'm behind. But um, yeah. It's interesting, though, because like when I was in university, a big thing was like buying used textbooks. Mm -hmm. So that really kind of cuts out your ability to save some money. It does. Yeah. Can't just go to the library, sign it out and then illegally photocopy all of it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's nice that it's available online and then you have it. and You don't have like to carry around this textbook forever and you're easier to update to. Yeah, but it's also, yeah, unfortunate that it's restrictive in that way, that it costs. They can ensure that you pay for it every time, right? Yeah, and that you only get access for a certain amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a challenge. Like, if especially if it's the same price as a textbook. Mm-hmm. Like, some of yeah. my textbooks were really expensive. Yeah. Like, this one was, like, $80. Oh, the... that's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is I mean, still a lot of money. For a thing that you don't get to keep after, right? Like yeah, that, it's a lot of money for something you don't get to keep. Yeah. But like, I had a course where my textbooks were like six hundred dollars. Mm, yeah, yeah. Don't take art history, guys. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, they were very big and very expensive. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And do I remember anything from that class? I do not. <laughs> I know there was history, and in history there was art. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah, I actually remember more from like high school art history because my teacher had lots of interesting anecdotes. Mm. Mostly about to lose the track, but. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so what did we talk about? What you were excited about? I can't remember Um, anymore. (laughs) I mean, I'm excited about Mandy. I'm also really excited about book (laughs) pre-orders. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's like, I know that lots of publishers do this that if you pre-order the book and submit your thing then you get a little like bonus or sometimes if you buy it from a specific shop you get a little bonus it seems like there's a lot right now and I don't know if that's because there was like a hold on a lot of the publishing stuff during COVID shutdowns and so they're just like (laughs) please buy these books right um but I'm kind of a sucker for them (laughs) 
I'm yeah. like, oh, you're going to give me a pin based on this book? Sounds great. Like, I don't <laughs> need a pin based on the book right. I haven't even read yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, mm, so I, I have to budget myself. I have to be like, you're only allowed a certain number of these. <laughs> also, like, I don't have any room for more books. Yeah, I can feel that. Feel that. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of them, though, have allowed um, ebooks. Which is great because you know ebooks don't take up any space physically in my house. Yes, and uh, a couple of them have allowed like library purchase requests. Oh, interesting. Which is really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. So if you ask the library to buy it, they count that as a pre-order. <laughs> I kind of wonder if they're just like, if you are that excited about it and can really not afford it, like we know you're gonna like talk about it a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, yeah, so there's, uh, I already got a couple of them. <laughs> I got my <laughs> Monk and Robot pin and uh, my pin for the past is red. Um, and I think I have like a couple more, but yeah. they're not coming out till later. Um, there's like the death of Sarah Lawrence, just sort of like a gothic or kind of feminist book. There's a couple others. I mean, I can link to them. <laughs> Yeah, if they're not over, or I could just like link to the websites that I find all this information on. Yeah, yeah, that'd <laughs> and be people good. could pick their own. <laughs> but it is dangerous because you're just like, like, ooh, but oh, but this book looks really. <laughs> there was one book where I was like, no, I don't. I I've ordered enough books, and then um, the like little description of it was Becky Chambers meets Good Omens, and I was like, tell me no more. I'm gonna buy this. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So I was like, I have no choice. You've you've literally given me no choice in this situation. Yes. Like Becky Chambers means good. Okay. Okay. Well, (laughs) there better be an angel and a devil in this book and they better fall in love. (laughs) So what are you uh, reading or watching since we're sort of talking about books? Yeah, I, um, I haven't been reading too much lately. I have like I don't know why I just like have been taking a little break. Um, I started reading a book about internal family systems, which um, <laughs> big surprise um, for me. Uh, I love but, it. It's so on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if you're not familiar with internal family systems, it's basically the idea that uh, inside yourself, you have like uh, internal family. Um, there's different parts of you and they like interact much like family members would interact. Um, and so, uh, the modality of therapy kind of like treats you in that way. And so you, um, yeah, you learn to interact with them, um, and, uh, treat your whatever with, uh, by treating the parts. Yeah, I guess. And getting, (laughs) building the relationships between the parts. That makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Um, and watching, I'm still watching Ted Lasso. That's still like my favorite thing is so sweet. Um, yeah. Highly recommend. <laughs> yeah. I tried to watch it, but, um, Apple plus didn't work on my tablet. Oh no. Yeah. That's fine. It's okay. Oh, I'll, I'll try again sometime. <laughs> Everybody loves it. So clearly I yeah. need to watch it at some point. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. How about you? What are you reading and watching? Um, so I think I mentioned last time that I was watching Harrow, mm-hmm. which was about a coroner in uh, Australia. 
Yes. And that the person who plays the main character had played another coroner. Right. Um, so I went back and I watched the show. Well, I am watching the show that he was in where he played another coroner. It's mm-hmm. called Forever. It's okay. from 2014. So it's not okay. as old as I thought it was. Um, so he plays, I call it Corlander because he's immortal and a coroner. So mm-hmm. he's like Corlander, mm-hmm. like Highlander, but right. Okay. I think it's very funny. <laughs> oh, it, it holds up well in some ways and not well in other ways. And he's supposed to be like super charming, but he's kind of creepy. Oh, <laughs> like okay. a little yeah. Bit. yeah. But I find it very funny. Um, his coroner's assistant is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of just like throwaway lines. Um, and there's like a, just a really sweet relationship between him and his son. Um, his son is 70 some odd years old. Oh, right. Because he's immortal. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so, and he's played by, I don't know if you remember uh, the show Dear John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that guy. It's John from oh. Dear John. <laughs> so in my head, Dear John happened to him in this universe as right. well. And now he just sells antiques in New York City <laughs> and his immortal dad lives in his basement. Huh. So, um, yeah, I mean, is it the most like progressive feminist show? No, <laughs> it is not. <laughs> is it kind of dumb? Yeah, yeah. Um, they they always are, are like, oh, you're so smart. Oh, how did you learn all this in one lifetime, right? But he's only 200 years old. And I'm like, mm. that is like a baby for an immortal. That's like a mortal baby. Right. That's like three lifetimes. You don't learn all this in three lifetimes. Also, he <laughs> dies a lot. Huh. Like, even if you know that you're going to just be reborn yeah. in your current body, wouldn't you still try to avoid dying? <laughs> you would think so, but yeah. I guess maybe because you think that like, do people know that he's immortal? Uh, his son knows, but his son's the only one. Because hmm. you, you'd think that if you kept dying, like people might notice. Yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of the tension comes from, right? Oh, okay. Him being yeah. in like situations where he could die and there's like a CCTV camera hmm. or like he almost gets shot, but his like, it's a cop, not a cop show, right? right. So like yeah. he has, there's a cop and he's the not a cop part. Hmm. Yes. But it's sort of Sherlockian, like, you know, he's got that kind of thing, mm-hmm. which is like, okay, yeah, we get it. You're so smart. <laughs> they also, they also hold up. I, it's, it has to be some joke amongst the production staff because like every episode, someone's holding up a Ziploc baggie of stomach contents. <laughs> and I'm 100% sure it's just someone's like soup. Right. right? Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like you guys are holding that up a lot more than what would happen in an actual coroner's office. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine that actually happens a lot. I don't know. No. Also <laughs> doing these autopsies in this big open concept room. So mm. there's like six autopsies happening at the same time. <laughs> I'm like, I know you worked really hard on like making those bodies look real, but I don't think that they like just have people opened up and lying around. No, no, I don't no. think so either. I mean, I've never been in an autopsy room, but uh, I don't imagine. Yeah. I feel like they probably don't just like leave you out, leave them open no. out like decoration. No. <laughs> hey, so. like, <laughs> yeah. And you can you the, people just walk in and I'm like, they're they're doing an autopsy. There's no way that you can just walk into this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone will be like, no, that's totally what it's like. It's really awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah possibly yeah yeah also he like 
this is where he's super creepy. He uses uh, historic autopsy tools. <laughs> and he uses like a hunting knife. I'm like, you're trying so hard to make him cool, but he's just coming across like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my penchant for bad TV. Oh, we've been watching another show. Uh, what is it called? Resident Alien, I think. <gasps> I've heard that's really good. Yeah. What is it on? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Because I can't <laughs> find it on any of my streaming. Yeah. I, I, this one is more questionable where we got it. Okay. <laughs> Say no more. You just hallucinated it in your head. You yeah. closed your eyes and you thought about what it would be like. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's, it's got it's, Alan Tudyk in it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It yeah. is amusing. It is amusing. At first I was like, oh, this is okay. And then it's got me now. Yeah. Now it's got you. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, I'm in. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's pretty funny. Yes. He's in um, Doom Patrol as well. Hmm, I'm not familiar with that. As uh, uh, Mr. Nobody, I think his name is. Mm. I'm not all caught up on that show. It got, it got really dark. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> a show about a woman who turns, turns into an amorphous blob and a man whose brain got put into the body of a robot got dark. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, that's surprisingly uh, not Star Trek or Ted Lasso for you. It's true. It's true. I I mean, Justin decides a lot of our TV watching and I just like, I either pay attention or I don't um, to what's on the TV. And I don't usually, I mean, I did, I did choose Ted Lasso. Um, That is one that I brought in that we were going to watch. But a lot of the shows that we watch together anyways, that are things that he has found, like other people have told him about uh, when we watch them together. But um, a lot of the times he puts on things and I just like, I am in the room, but I have no idea what's going on because I just like stop paying attention and do other things while TV's on. That's fair. Do you watch Lower Decks? Yeah. Yeah. How do you like it? It is growing on me. I... Uh, it was another one where he would like put it on and I was, I would like check out, but then I started paying attention and I was like, oh, this is actually good. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, you will like it. It's Star Trek. And so like, we had to go back and watch the whole thing again. <laughs> it had the best, like season one had the best finale. It was just yeah. perfect. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, I, I do like, I like all the, like, like the throwbacks to the old episodes. Yes. Like, oh, I get that. <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I laughed myself almost sick when they had the, uh, that little floating robot from Next Gen. Mm, yeah. What yeah. are those called? I can't remember now. Exobot? Exo- yeah. Exocomp. Yeah. Exocomp. Yeah. And it was just like, my name is like Sprinkled Donuts <laughs> or something. <laughs> And then it was like, I'm out of here. I was like, oh, <laughs> dying. So funny. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> so good. I do enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, I have this thing against cartoons in general. Yeah, me too. I don't know why. I just like, I, I have that extra layer to get over in order to get into the show. It has to be really good to pull me in. Yeah. 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 I know. I feel like I used to like animated stuff more, but mm-hmm. yeah, it has to be, has to be really good. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, my kids watch a lot of animated stuff, like everything they watch is animated, but yeah, they're watching Gravity Falls right now and they're like deep in it. <laughs> it actually seemed like, it seems pretty entertaining. <laughs> there's a like, there's like all this like lore and like paranormal stuff and I'm like sucking me in (laughs) 
Nice. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to watch next. I don't have a ton of forever left. I only made one season. I'm also catching up on uh, seasons of The Good Fight, hmm. just like a lawyer drama. Oh, okay. Political. Yeah, right. I was I was watching I like to watch Law and Order but I um I find I get depressed when I watch it so even though <laughs> I like depressing. really like it I I have to stop watching it like I'm like okay like you have watched six episodes of this like go do something <laughs> like yeah um, but yeah but it's like so procedural right like that oh, yeah. like it just like I'm like I know how this is gonna go I can like just watch it and like. <laughs> be captivated and because i don't remember how shows end i can watch them over and over again <laughs> yeah uh, i used to really like procedurals but now i really like cop not a cop mm, yes because like they're just doing stuff that you know there's no way yeah <laughs> that, that that's at all allowed yes yeah yeah oh yeah we watched the we started watching uh the latest season of brooklyn 99 oh how is it it's actually uh we've only watched one episode but it's really good yeah yeah they were going to address some of the like issues yeah. surrounding police yeah yeah, yeah. they have yeah 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 the first episode was really good so far oh good yeah i was kind of worried about like how are you yeah. gonna do this guys <laughs> yeah no, that show good. is very funny though it is yes yeah. yeah yeah i was impressed uh on how they addressed some of it so oh that's good that's Mm-hmm. well anything else you want to say before we wrap this up <laughs> no i mean uh, i feel uh justified in that i think you took it off the tracks as much as i did so i did i did yeah. definitely <laughs> so that makes me very happy yes. <laughs> eventually we won't ask answer sewing questions we'll just yeah we answered very few this week uh, i mean there was a lot of corrections to cover it's true it's true. yeah it's true. mostly from petunia but yeah yeah that's okay. She she's knowledgeable. She knows things. Oh yeah, no, absolutely, very yes. knowledgeable. Do like very much. Yes. A plus, A plus friend Petunia. <laughs> she's so embarrassed right now. <laughs> That's right? probably true. Like yes. she's just really cringing. Oh <laughs> uh, oh well. <laughs> uh, uh, so do. You- <laughs> Do you have a sign up for us this week? <laughs> yeah, so quest. I need a seam ripper that works through time for my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I like it oh. when you can't talk afterwards, <laughs> either through like horror or like these get dumber every week. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's my whole goal. Uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, until next week then. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you later. <laughs> We'll show you later. <laughs>